Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode three of the Afterlife Explorers Book Club. I'm Bill Gleason, your host and literary curator, and it's great to have you back. If you've listened to episodes one and two, you know the purpose of this podcast is to celebrate books that explore through research, science, and experiences what happens when we die. More specifically, I'm acquainting you all with books by physicians, scientists, and scholars that build on the increasing body of evidence that our consciousness doesn't die with our physical bodies and that there is an afterlife, although it's probably not the one we learned about in church school. Our first book report was Life After Life, which was a groundbreaking 1975 book by Dr. Raymond Moody that explored the near-death experience, or NDE. In fact, it was Dr. Moody who coined that term. By the way, he defined an NDE as a profound spiritual event that happens to some individuals at the point of death. Now, as someone who spent a fair amount of time with books that deal with spiritual themes, I can't overstate Dr. Moody's contribution to our understanding of what lies beyond our physical lives. So for this reason, Dr. Moody earns a twofer in the Afterlife Explorers Book Club. Today's book, Glimpses of Eternity, written in 2010 by Dr. Moody along with Paul Perry, kicks our discussion up a notch. If you haven't listened to the previous show or you need a bit of a refresher about Dr. Moody's street cred, here's a quick summary. He earned a bachelor's, a master's, and a PhD in philosophy from the University of Virginia. Then he received a PhD in psychology from the University of West Georgia, and he taught philosophy at East Carolina University before enrolling in medical school at the Medical College of Georgia. Because he'd already achieved notoriety for his work on NDEs by the time he started medical school, it wasn't uncommon for students and faculty to seek him out and relate their own stories. Then one day he was approached by a respected faculty member, Dr. Denise Jean Jameson, who blew his mind with a story unlike any he'd ever heard. While Dr. Jameson was visiting with her mother, the mom stopped breathing. Dr. Jameson, of course, jumped into action and administered CPR for quite some time before resigning herself to the tragic fact that her mother was gone. She stopped CPR and sat back to catch her breath. And at that point, Dr. Jameson felt herself leave and rise above her own body so that she could see herself and the body of her now deceased mother below. What's more, she also saw the spirit form of her mother floating next to her. From the corner of the room, she sensed what she described as a breach in the universe through which light was pouring, and from the light came a parade of people, deceased friends of her mother, as well as others that she didn't know. Dr. Jameson witnessed a sweet reunion of her mom with her friends before they drifted away and the light closed down in a spiral-like fashion. When Dr. Jameson asked Moody for his take on her story, he replied, it's empathic, a shared death experience, and yours is the first I've ever heard. 
that phrase, shared death experience, stuck in Moody's mind. But it wasn't until years later, in the mid-1980s, that he started to hear similar whispered stories, mostly from doctors and nurses, who reported curious shared experiences at the deathbeds of patients. As Dr. Moody did some more poking around, he discovered that shared death experiences weren't a new phenomenon. They were age-old, in fact. It's just that the medical professionals didn't talk about matters of a spiritual nature, kind of an unwritten rule. But the mid-1980s turned out to be a sweet spot of sorts, and people began to open up about shared death experience. Dr. Moody began talking about the phenomenon at medical conferences, and more and more folks started to tell him about their weird experiences as loved ones died. Rooms changing shape and brilliant light and even a mystical mist. But the thing that really caught his attention were detailed reports of actually sharing in vivid detail the dying person's life review. He recounts multiple fascinating stories, including one told by a woman whose son had died. She told Dr. Moody of being swept up in a cloud with her son and witnessing scenes from his life, some familiar to her and others completely unfamiliar. Another woman whose husband died likewise told Dr. Moody she witnessed his life review and watched a wraparound scene of everything she and her husband experienced together or apart including unfamiliar and even embarrassing scenes of her husband with other girls before they were married. There's also the story of Millie, who was at the bedside of her father as he passed. She saw two pillars of light appear next to his bed, and as his breathing became very erratic, she saw a mist arise from his chest, hover there for a minute like fog, and then dissipate. As a result of her experience, Millie became a hospice nurse and she told Dr. Moody that she has witnessed a mist arising from many patients as they died. And it's not just people at the bedside who are blessed with near-death related images. Dr. Moody relates an account from an LA movie producer who was visiting her boyfriend on the East Coast when they both saw her father hovering over their bed like a ghost. By the way, the boyfriend didn't even know her father. 20 minutes later, she got a call confirming that Yes, her father had indeed died. And when Dr. Moody talks about shared death experience, the sharing isn't always limited to just one special person. Moody describes experiences that were shared among multiple people at the bedside of a dying loved one. He relates a story about two sisters sitting with their dying mother and seeing the room light up and sharing in a detailed life review. That review included the breakup of their mom with her first boyfriend as well as private acts of kindness and even their mom's crushy feelings for the widower down the street. Things get personal in the book when Dr. Moody recounts the story of a shared death experience with his own mother, an event also witnessed by no less than four family members. All felt the room change shape, a sensation of being lifted off the ground, and they saw the room light change to a soft and fuzzy texture. Dr. Moody points out that while a skeptic might easily scoff at a death experience when it's shared by only one person, it's not so easy to pass off an experience where multiple people experience the same thing or similar things. 
Dr. Moody writes that shared death experiences might just offer a level of proof that a heavenly plane exists. While some skeptics discount near-death experiences as fear-death experiences that are made up in the minds of someone near death, shared death experiences may originate outside of the dying person's brain where other people can also witness them. He calls this phenomenon non-local memory, which involves personal information that resides outside of an individual's brain. Midway through Glimpses of Eternity, Dr. Moody acknowledges that shared death experiences might be examples of telepathy. He reminds us that evidence of telepathy is all around us. Spouses are often able to finish each other's sentences or pick up on what the other is thinking about. Dr. Moody believes there's strong telepathic element to shared death experiences. On the other hand, they might be examples of memory residing outside a person's brain and in what he calls a, quote, participatory universe where life and mind are woven into the fabric of the universe, end quote. In simpler terms, memories are stored all around us, and this might help explain how memories, emotions, and sensations are experienced in a life review and how others can share the moment. As we know from uh, episode one, many non-believers claim that near-death experiences are hallucinations produced by biochemical and electrical malfunctions in a dying brain, by lack of oxygen to the brain, by fear, or by too much or not enough anesthetic. In fact, Dr. Moody says that for some, these science-based explanations actually provide a sort of comfort, an explanation that allows us to avoid considering the full implications of an NDE, including providing us with evidence of an afterlife. But how is it that healthy people can experience a shape-shifting room, a mysterious fog rising from a body, and a review of a life not their own? And how, in many cases, do visions of a dying relative appear to a person or persons who aren't even aware their loved one is dying? The shared death experience does seem to prompt the creation of a new paradigm for how we talk rationally about the afterlife. Dr. Moody doesn't take credit for discovering the shared death experience. He spends a few pages writing about ancient Egypt, and he says the Egyptian Book of the Dead reads like a study of near-death and shared death experiences. He also shares some historical material from the Society for Psychical Research that was founded back in 1882, and he covers more recent work by Dr. Peter Fenwick, a British doctor and a fellow of the Royal College of Psychiatrists. Dr. Fenwick said that because we still don't have an explanation of consciousness, quote, the possibility of transcendent phenomena around the time of death should also be considered, end quote. As Dr. Moody says, it's as if the other side somehow opens up and invites us to take a closer look. In fact, Dr. Moody flat out says that his own work, along with the contributions of others, leads him to believe that, quote, shared death experiences are events that take us closer to proof of an afterlife than any other event, end quote. So what are the elements of a shared death experience? Dr. Moody breaks them down into seven, being careful to explain that he'd never seen all seven elements described in a single experience. 
In fact, he says it's more likely that a person having a shared death experience will have a few. So let's take them one by one. First, experiencers report that the physical space that they're in changes shape. One person said the room at once expanded and contracted, while others said the room opened into an alternative reality. Another element involves what might best be described as a light show. Experiencers describe being bathed in a mystical light that actually has some substance. Many describe it as an extraordinary light that's transformative, bolstering the experiencer's wisdom and often creating a spiritual transformation. The sound of music is another element of many shared death experiences. One person described not only hearing beautiful and intricate music, but actually seeing it as if every note was a piece of glitter. Another person described soft, wild notes of an ethereal-sounding harp. Dr. Moody also lists an out-of-body experience as fairly common, as if the experiencer moves to another position and can see their own body and its surroundings. Oftentimes, people say that they're suddenly watching from near the ceiling or from another corner of the room, and they're looking down at the unfolding scene below, including how their own body is interacting with the dying person. From my own perspective, the most fascinating and compelling shared element is participating in a review of the dying person's life. This might be a full-on big screen panorama of their entire life, or it might be just significant pieces. As I mentioned earlier, the experiencer might recognize many of the life moments while other scenes might be completely unfamiliar and quite private. One woman who lost a son said the scenes that she witnessed included flashes of, of events that she'd long forgotten, as well as images she'd never been privy to, including scenes of her son playing by himself in his bedroom as a youngster and talking on the phone with his buddies as a teenager. Many who shared in a near-death experience also tell stories of entering into otherworldly realms, describing them with words like paradise, pure, serene, and heavenly. But ultimately, the experiencer encounters some type of a border or a boundary and isn't permitted to go on any further. The mist I described earlier is another element of shared death experiences. It's described many different ways, from fog, white smoke, or steam forming around the dying person, to something with more of a human shape. Typically, it drifts upward and dissipates pretty quickly. So those are the most common elements of shared death experiences. Again, Dr. Moody writes that nobody experiences all seven, but most describe a few and they can be life-changing. People who've been gifted with a shared death experience said they understand that there's life after death, that death isn't to be feared, and that we shouldn't take life so seriously. Now, I always hate it when someone gives away the ending of a story to me, and while I'll definitely break down the main points of a book in our Afterlife Explorers Club, I'm not gonna give it all away. I really want you to buy these books and dig into them yourselves. So please know that there's much more here for you to discover in the pages of Glimpses of Eternity. I wonder how many of you afterlife explorers have had your own shared death experience. Coincidentally, my 93-year-old mother passed away while I was creating this episode, and 
Sadly, I didn't have one of these experiences. However, an extended family member did tell me that while he sat with his dying father, he felt a force swoosh through his own body as his dad passed. If you've been fortunate to have a solo near-death vision or a shared death experience yourself, I'd encourage you to add your story to the International Repository of Near-Death Accounts. It's maintained by the Near-Death Experience Research Foundation, otherwise known as NDERF, and more than 5,000 people have contributed their stories. You can find them online at nderf.org. Now, since you stayed with me for this entire episode, I'm going to share another provocative tidbit about Dr. Moody that you might not know about. Back in 1993, a decade and a half before he wrote Glimpses of Eternity, Dr. Moody authored, again with Paul Perry, a book called Reunions, Visionary Encounters with Departed Loved Ones. In this very entertaining and informative little volume, Dr. Moody delves into experiments with mirrors and crystals, and he describes how he actually created a full-on spiritual visitation chamber in an old mill at his Alabama home. It was kind of a modern-day version of the psychomantiums of ancient Greece. Dr. Moody's a firm believer in mirror-gazing, and he's welcomed scores of visitors to what he calls his chamber of the mind in order to facilitate visions and conversations with deceased loved ones. He even provides the reader with a fairly detailed do-it-yourself overview should you decide to try this method of summoning visions of spiritual apparitions in your own home. It actually looks pretty simple and quite inexpensive. Another thing for my bucket list. Again, that book is titled Reunions, Visionary Encounters with Departed Loved Ones. Okay, so that's going to do it for this meeting of the Afterlife Explorers Book Club. Thanks for your time and attention, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and tell a buddy or two. So long, everyone.